Hey kids, this is Landy Flowers, and the sound that's ringing in your ears is Power Pop Overdose. How are you? 
I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you could take uh, the time today. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for uh, inviting me to do this.
how, how did you get started in music? Well, you know, it's uh, my parents bought me a little junky acoustic guitar when I was about eight, but you know, they made me take a couple of lessons, and I would rather play baseball at that point or whatever, you know, go mm-hmm. play, go outside and play. But then when I got to be about 11, I kind of got interested in it again. And then when I turned 12 in the sixth grade, uh, that's when I noticed girls started paying attention to guys that play guitar. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of uh, – I remember a show and tell of Christmas thing, and this friend of mine lived up the street got an electric guitar for Christmas. Of course, it was Montgomery Wards or you know some cheap brand. But all the girls were just going gaga, and I go, wow, I need – so, you know, at lunch, I go, hey, me, you know, I, I just live right down the street. I've got a guitar. We should, we should start a band, <laughs> you know. Uh, we got a little gig at the high school uh, beauty pageant to play at the, in the middle of it, you know, where they take a break, and, uh, and <laughs> all these high school girls were coming up and talking to me afterwards. I go, wow. Uh, you know, five minutes ago, you didn't know who I was or wouldn't have talked to me even if you did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of go, yeah, this, this is a pretty good thing. I speak like some sick celebration of a hundred affairs and bad situations I've done.
this one goodbye your first professional band uh i was out you know it was always the penguins but we used to call it different things early on it didn't become the penguins until i don't know maybe you know when i was probably 16 or so um but um you know i started the band but and i and i was the only one who stayed from beginning to end there were a lot of guys that came in and out because it lasted for years and, mm-hmm. um but yeah that's really the only band that i used to play and i played with a lot of other people for fun but i was never actually in a band mm-hmm. other than that the one thing i figured out uh, early on is to get guys who are better than you because because if i'm the you know, if i'm the the strongest link in the chain then we're in trouble sort of thing you know <laughs>
Thin air, 
kid, I, you know, you just grow up with the Beatles and it's just all around you. You couldn't help it, you know. And so that was always, you know, just a big influence on me. So I always had the melody and all that. I loved all that. But, you know, then I got older and, you know, there were other things. Um, but I always had, you know, I always loved Badfinger and the raspberries. It didn't matter what else I liked. I still, I still liked, you know, that kind of stuff. Um but then what, what I, when I got old enough to kind of figure out what I wanted to do, I thought, well, if you could just take the, that, if you could take the Beatles and turn up the guitars and make it loud and, you know, all, make it rockier. And then the first Cheap Trick album came out. I go, oh, there you go. Man, I, I saw those guys a, a bazillion times and even uh, did a show with them in 1984 or three. And Robin Zander stole my leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know, I, I don't know if you did or not, but uh, I just drank too much that night and left without taking my clothes. I got my guitars and stuff, and uh, and I went back the next day. I go, oh, man, my my pants, and then I went, and, and they were gone, and then the, the next time I saw Cheap Trick, he had a pair of black leather pants on, so that's always been my joke. Yesterday, my future looks so far away, but now it seems to fade away. Oh, yeah, just a dream, cause now it's gone. Yes, yeah, gone.
You know, there's been so many guys in the band that, you know, we can just get a thing together and, and do a gig every once in a while. Right. And, uh, you know. What's uh, Denny Wilkerson, right? He was also yeah, in there. Yeah, Danny. Yeah. Yep. I met so. Danny. He lived across the breezeway from me in an apartment I used to live in. And he he was the maintenance guy. And he, uh, I walked out one day. He goes, man, are you a DJ or something? I go, no. He goes, why? He said, well, I was working on your air conditioner the other day, and I know He's the only guy that I know that has as many records as I do. So, and then you know, we just became friends. Mary
could turn off my mind and leave the world behind cause lying here I can't seem to find an answer to it all will the night always be just a puzzle for me pieces lost in reality Hid behind a wall Why can't I just go to sleep And not worry About that little girl Am I too deep in the story To ever change the world So I just lie here in bed Things in my head Thinking things that I might have said Something I done wrong I could read a new book Turn off the TV and look 
ambitious to try and put the day behind me. It's gone. I just can't go to sleep. Said and done, you know it seems to keep me on the run from dreams that I can't pay. But the music's alright; it gets me straight through the night. But you know I can never write the words I want to say. So I try just to sleep and not worry about it anyway. Wish it would stop for a moment. I'd let it slip away. Forget the weight of the day. Make it all go away. Wait till everything starts to fade, and then just close my eyes. So we're we're playing in Houston, and this booking agent、uh, from Chicago—I can't think of his name—he said, "Man,、uh, would you guys like to play in Hawaii this summer?" And we're going, "Yeah, we're all early twenties, you know, nothing else to do." And So he goes. Well, there's only one thing you have to play in Anchorage first for a month, and then you go. With, okay, that's fine. Anyway, so we we took our equipment truck and our sound guy had a little Celica, followed behind it. We all got in the little Celica and the big truck and drove to Seattle and unloaded all stuff onto an airplane, flew over to Anchorage. We were there about two weeks, and then that something happened. I don't know if they got mad at somebody at the booking agent or what, but we came in on a Saturday night, and they said, "You guys are done." We're going, "What?" Go, "Yeah, you're you're done." So we had to go rent a truck, take put all our equipment in it, and then we were just like hiding out because we couldn't get home. You know, there was no way to get our equipment and all back home. So, <laughs> so we were all just stuck in some cheap motel room, all of us in one room. And every morning, the somebody get up, look out the window, truck's gone, and we'd all laugh. And then one morning, the guy did that. We all go, yeah, it's funny. He goes, I'm serious. The truck's gone. We're gone. Oh my gosh.
So then we, we started calling these places, you know, where they take your car if you're parked in the wrong place or, or whatever those lots are called. And so some guy said, yeah, I have your truck here. And we told him our store. And he goes, yeah, just rent another truck come and you can unload it onto that truck and, and you can get out of here. That guy was from Texas. He goes, I hate those guys anyway because they're always screwing people around. So anyway, so this it, during the meantime, we're trying to get a lawyer to because we had a signed contract. So we're trying to get out of this deal and get back home, or we're, we thought we were still going to Hawaii. So we'd go to a lawyer and, uh, you know, just look them up in the phone book and go, and they go, yeah, this is cut and dry. You got a signed contract. And then the next day, go, I can't help you. Sorry. I mean, that happened like five different times. Uh, we go, okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> so finally, we worked out a deal. We signed a thing with the people that owned those bars that we were supposed to be playing in and that got us out of the contract and uh, basically said it was our fault and we didn't do anything. But they gave us plane tickets home or back to Washington where our, our truck and car was. So we got there and we found out our equipment got shipped to Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> so... To save gas, we pulled that little Celica up into the back of the the uh, equipment truck. So two guys would would be in the front driving, and the rest of us were back in that little Celica in the dark <laughs> going down the highway. <laughs> so we finally got to to uh, Salt Lake City to the airport and loaded up the truck, and and uh, somebody wired their parents or uh, somebody and got it. Got us enough money to get home. And so I, when I got home, I had like, I think, nine cents to my name. Uh, but here's the thing, too, is I'd put all my furniture and stuff into storage because I was going to be gone for four months or so. Hmm. And I got home and the, and I realized, oh, I don't have any place to go. So I just had the sound guy just drop me off at my parents' house and it's like, I don't know. One o'clock in the morning, and I knocked on the door, and nobody came. We didn't have cell phones or anything back then. So I went around and knocked on their bedroom window. <laughs> I'm sure it scared them to death. My dad, you know, pulled the window. I go, what are you doing here? And I go, just let me in. Let me sleep on the couch. I'll tell you about it tomorrow. <laughs>
certain things about me that you can probably see through. Tell me why things get so weird that they just don't matter.
Yeah, and we used to travel a lot. We did the college circus through the south, southeast, and you know uh, the south. And I mean, there's a zillion college towns, and mm-hmm. they all have bars in them from Kentucky on down. You know, mm-hmm. Alabama, and and they're completely different things than. <laughs> You know, you like you go to Mississippi, the University of Mississippi, where that that little town it was in, and it was like hopping and you know, cool and everything. And then you would just go right outside of that, and and it's like what you think Mississippi would be like. <laughs> Everybody's at the Walmart on Saturday, and uh. what? Well, in fact, there was a lot of kids that would go, went to school in those colleges out there that we played for at their high schools around here.
here's a quick story for, for me anyway. So okay. I, uh, being younger, you know, and a musician and a playing guitar, you know, I realized 16, I'm not going to be the next Jeff back. I can't, I can't do that. And so <laughs> I remember going to a bar in Dallas and I saw the New York Dolls. I go, man, there's a way out. I think I can do something like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, because one side of my brain is going, you know, it's it's not that they're not great musicians. But the other side of me goes, yeah, but it's so entertaining. So, so I mean, it just it was such a weird uh, thing for me to experience. I didn't know what to think other than, you know, I I could probably, you know do something like that and the reason i went because there was a band from dallas called the werewolves and they opened up for them and and really they were a lot better but then something you know there's just some things that have something that you can't explain you know right. like some some people just have charisma they walk in the room and you can't or a guitar player plays the same notes i do but it's just different. Sounds better. It was just one of those kind of things. It was really eye-opening experience. Circle 
we were playing after hours at a bar in Dallas. This is seven. It was about seventy nine, probably. And uh, then Lizzie did a concert that night, and they um, they came to the bar we were playing at, and we played Rock and Roll Queen by Martha Hoople, and and uh, Phil Lynott goes, man, I can't believe I came to Texas and there's a band. And he goes, man, can we come up and play a couple of songs? <laughs> we're going, yeah, come on up. <laughs> so, so they got it, and and our equipment never sounded that good ever, ever before or since. You know, I mean, they sounded great. They were, they were on the whatever two that was, maybe Black Rose. But Gary Moore was a guitar player, and it was a fun night. <laughs> yeah, they were all there, and they. And they just had Wonder Rose bringing their guitars, and they just got up and played. And another thing is we played, I can't remember what Elvis Costello song, but he said, I can't believe you guys played Rock and Roll Queen and whatever Elvis Costello song that was. He was out on the dance floor. I mean, we're playing. I'm looking. I go, that looks like Phil or not. <laughs> and it was. And they just wanted to go hang out somewhere, I guess. Did yeah, they s- were real, real nice guys. But I think they were more interested in the waitresses than they were us. Heaven knows you are forgiven. And heaven knows you were the blame. But taking all the things were given, wouldn't anybody here do the same? Because everybody has a secret. Everybody feels the shame Of everything in life that's broken And just wishing they could do it all again All the grief we receive We still believe Everything will be alright Something that's real Thinking there must be something better Than this imitation life that we steal Cause we all take just what we're given But all we really get is time The space here where we live in Never knowing what we're hoping to find All the grief we receive We still believe Everything will be alright So Never meant to shine a light 
your favorite little song And now you're stuck in that moment But I guess somehow you knew it all along Someday you might lose it But you know that in time it will all begin to rhyme Your new album, Home, love it. Well, thank you. It's probably a, a bit more mature than uh, a lot of those. I mean, theme-wise, just because it was written late, way on later than a lot of the earlier stuff that came out was written when I was really pretty young, like you know, teens, twenties, and I just wanted to record them, and then they go, "Well, let's just put this out." <laughs> okay. Now, so I'm I'm trying to catch up with myself, basically. Lived in town, his name was Dylan. Found some shoes and tried to fill him. These days, his feet just kill him anyway. Tries to sing and no one listens to his song, but he never mentions that was never his intentions anyway. So anyway, he thought about it He knew he couldn't run away From the only song that he could play No Nobody listens anyway Found a girl and tried to win her Took her out and paid for dinner can't seem to forget her many ways You walked the streets and thought about her Waste about a half an hour Till he realized she couldn't live without her anyway So anyway, he looked at it well He just didn't want to be to live without it there was 
Um, what's coming up in the future for Lanny Flowers? Well, right now, since I don't have anything to do, <laughs> since we're all uh, holed up or whatever the whatever term you want to use, I've got all these old Penguins uh, tapes that need to be mixed, and I'm mixing all that, and hopefully they'll put it out somehow. It spans so, from like 78 to 92. I, I found your 45, um, the high school. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, well, what what's funny about that song is I wrote that my the first day in college, right out of high school, and the first I don't even remember what class it was, but but the uh, professor just went up on the chalkboard and wrote, "Is there life after high school?" and underlined it, and I wrote that in my notebook, and that's probably the only thing I learned the whole time. Anyway, so I went home, you know, as, as it was back before microwaves, so. Or we didn't have one if if they were around. So I was making soup for lunch, you know, like a can of soup. And uh, I basically just kind of wrote that song while I was waiting for that soup to warm up. Because <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's all there. It's just how I felt, you know. Like I just had to come up with a little melody. But, uh, yeah, it, it didn't take very long. <laughs>
Thank you, Lanny. Okay, well, it was good talking. All right, sir. Have a good day. Well, you too. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. You wake up to a screaming alarm clock as it shatters the night. The darkness swallows.
It's all love.